means, and he lived, comes from the very first word found in the portion, Vayichi Yaakov, which begins in Genesis chapter 47, verse 28. It's kind of interesting. Um, some of your Bibles may actually have 4727 has, and Israel lived in the land. And this particular word, Vayishev, has the idea of dwelling, has the idea of kind of... Uh, the idea of kind of sitting and having a time with the Lord. But Vaishev Yisrael Vaichi Yaakov. And so there, there are two verses that end last week's portion and begin this week's portion, in which it describes Israel collectively becoming uh, blessed and being able to possess land and other possessions in the land of Egypt. And then it says, talks... It, turns its eyes toward the patriarch, Jacob, as the Torah begins to complete. And it talks about this particular section of Genesis. And it's really appropriate of all days that this is the last Shabbat of the year of 2017, because a lot of these lessons are very um, important to us in terms of how do we look at mile markers? How do we come to the end of things? How do we look at our lives? Um, many times, I, I was interesting that in the news, I heard the number one New Year's resolution was to be a better person. Be a better person. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but it has to be, be a better person plus God. Plus God. Because if we try to be a better person without God, it's only going to go so far. And Part of the lessons here we see are really helpful in learning to have a life as a better person because the Lord teaches about the generations and our connection to them. Joseph is interacting with his father and Jacob is interacting with his grandchildren and Jacob blesses his children and all these different things are connected, the generation. And sometimes I say to people, do you realize that you have a vertical relationship with the people that came with you before you and the people that come after you? Because many times we just see the people in the horizontal relationship, my family, my wife, you know, the people I work with. But God's very much interested in the vertical relationships, the relationships we have with our family father, the relationships we have with our children and our grandchildren. And that's sprinkled throughout this Torah portion, those relationships. We see that Jacob does something very interesting. He acts out a ceremony in which he adopts Joseph's children. He tells Joseph, I didn't get it. I didn't think I'd ever see you again. And yet here I get to see your children. And we have to understand, we made a decision for the Lord. Each and many of us here in this room, we understand that we have that connection with him. But do you understand that when we made that covenant with the Lord, we also made it with our children? Our children are also to be part of that same covenant. God loves them more than we do. And it's important for us to see that the covenant, and, and back in ancient times it was a little odd because you'd put your hand under somebody's thigh, 
and that kind of have to, because that was the closest you could get to the circumcision. But the point is, is it was the way of saying this covenant is not just a covenant with me, but it's a covenant with my children. It's a covenant with my grandchildren. It's a covenant with my great-grandchildren, and so on and so forth. God is making his covenant with them. Whether they walk with him, whether they live for him, whether they make good decisions or bad decisions, God has a covenant with them. And we have to invoke that covenant just as Jacob did. When we want our children to get a hold of things, when we want our children to change, we have to cry out to God and we have to say, God, get these children. They're part of your covenant. You need to do this. And it's something we don't give up on here. We've been praying. If you've been a part of Yishratzion, we know there are lots of fellow strugglers in this area that have children that have departed from the covenant for one reason or another, or are still maybe in the covenant, but not walking the way they should in the covenant. And so this is very important. It's very important how we live because everything we do doesn't just affect us. It affects our children and our children's children. And so we have to learn how we are connected vertically to each other. Jacob blesses them, and he does a, a wonderful blessing. If you look down in verses 14 through 19, in which he brings blessings. And, and of course, there's the great moment here of the blind guy. And I get this all the time. You don't know what you're doing. You, you really want to do this instead of that. And Jacob is the blind guy. No, I don't. I know exactly what I'm doing. I know exactly what I'm doing. And it's, it's kind of one of those humorous points in the portion where he says, I know. And the, young, the younger is going to serve the older. The younger is going to serve the elder. Throughout the portion, we have many mirroring images to portions that we've already seen in Genesis, like the blessing of the children, the blind father, the adoption of children. We see all kinds of blessings being invoked. The idea of, this is what I want done with me when I die. All these different things we've seen earlier in the portions. And at the end, Jacob makes a blessing over, the child, over all of his children. And it's interesting because he does things a little differently. What we would have think many times the, the, main, the main occupations of people that come and, and work with the Lord. We have the king. We have the priest. We have the firstborn. We have the uh, prophet. Each of them is given to a different child. It's not given to one child. Yisachar was to be the prophet. Um, Judah was to be the king. He was to have the power. The firstborn didn't go to Reuben. It went to Joseph, the double portion, and the ability to redeem his brothers, as we, as we see. And then the, the priesthood went to Le Levi. And so each of them has something that the other needs. Beforehand, all those different rulings and all those different things went to one person, the firstborn. The firstborn got all those rights. That's why the calling on the firstborn was so important. It was so important. The Torah concludes with probably the most important lesson that we can take stock and reflect on. We see the death of Jacob, and we see an interaction between Joseph and his brothers. 
And this is maybe probably the thing that um, is, is you kind of disagree with Joseph here. He says to his brothers, am I in the place of God to, to, to forgive, to forgive you? And the fact is, one of the greatest things that God gives us, more than any other person, more than any other of his creations, is the ability to forgive someone. It's such an important thing in relationships to extend forgiveness and be willing to seek reconciliation. One of the most important things. And Joseph has no bones about it. He is willing to do that with his brothers, hands down. And that's something that we all, I hope that if there's some, somebody here in 2017 you've struggled with, that you can forgive them. You can forgive them in a relationship. Maybe it's something, you know, you haven't had a chance to speak to someone yet, but it's something that God really, it's the, one of the most important things that God is really concerned about, how we forgive and how we have reconciliation with each other. The final thing, Joseph is put in a coffin and buried in Egypt. That's the portion I'll be reading from, the last five verses of the portion. And it's interesting that the same word here is the same word that we see for the ark. So when the ark was built and they were traveling around in the wilderness, they were actually carrying two boxes. They were carrying the bones of Joseph, and they were carrying the Ark of the Covenant. And it's kind of an interesting image because that's who we're supposed to be as believers. We're to carry the Torah and God's word, and we're also supposed to carry Joseph's bones or Yeshua. Joseph was a type of Yeshua, an archetype, that they carried him around too. And it was something because... Joseph said, you're not to bury me in Egypt. You're not to leave me in Egypt. And that's the same thing. Yeshua is to go everywhere we go, just like God's word. It's to go in every part of our life if we're willing to invite him in. And so, Lord, I pray this morning that as we have this time, as Rabbi David, I know, will speak about some of these other things as well, that as we go forth and as we learn to walk in your ways and to hear your word today, that you would speak to us in these areas, these areas of the generations and how important they are, the area of reconciliation and learning to forgive those that have wronged us. Because we know, Lord, you say, I will not forgive your trespasses if you don't forgive others. And Father, we also pray that we would learn to carry your Torah and to carry just Yeshua the same way that they carried Yeshua, Joseph's bones in a box, that we would learn to carry Yeshua everywhere we go and invite him into every situation we find ourselves, Lord. We just give you all glory and honor in Yeshua's name. Amen. And, and lastly, the, the command to be strong and to be strong. This is something, if you haven't been with us, each time we complete a book of the Torah, the entire congregation says in both Hebrew and in English, be strong, be strong. And we encourage each other. This is a blessing that we say that we would learn to live by what we've learned in these books.